Hey guys, it's Allie for the Hollywood Life Podcast. We are back after the nice little holiday break we had last Tuesday for July 4th. So we are here and excited, Bonnie and I, for another fun interview we have coming up. Hi, Bonnie. Hey, Allie. Yeah, I know. You know, after a day back, it's like, uh, what was that vacation we had that, that long? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an unspoken thing. I mean, I think that I, I I worked like through last week, but I think that I got three emails total. Like nothing, nobody was on. <laughs> Whoa. Well, you're lucky. Uh, um, it kind of didn't stop for me, but yeah, it was, it, they were, it was less of a flood. But, you know, talk about in the middle of God knows where, which is the title of our guest, Noah Thompson's new EP. Um, it was kind of nice to feel like, you know, at least, you know, on that that week, it was a bit of in the middle of God knows where because it was such a flunky week. No, it's true. Like, I didn't even know what day of the week it was. I still am a little confused. I'm like, what? Where are we? Uh, last night, I accidentally took my morning vitamins before bed. I'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> well, lucky you didn't get caught in any of that flooding, that crazy yeah. flooding, dangerous flooding here in New York. Mm -hmm. I actually like just escaped it because I was right up where the epicenter was this weekend. Oh man, yes, we were uh, lucky in at the Jersey Shore. We had no no rain. It's a little mysterious over there. They said it was going to rain all day, and it did not rain at all. So you know, we're lucky in that way. But Bonnie, you did tease our interview that we have with Noah Thompson at the end of our little news chat today. Um, he joined us, the former American Idol winner, and he talked about his debut EP, some of the songs he's writing. I thought it was really interesting. He talked about he. Uh, a lot of his songs are sad songs. And we were like, why? <laughs> yeah, well, he said he likes breakup songs, even though, I mean, he's had some breakups. But listen, Noah, he won American Idol just a little over a year ago. It's incredible. He's only 21 years old and he only entered the competition. Well, he didn't actually enter it, but his friend Arthur, entered him without even telling him he just sent some videos in and he ends up winning this thing. He's only 21. And so a year later, his life has been totally transformed and he really opened up to us about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great conversation. So it's at the end of us chatting about all of the news that we have to talk about. Um, but definitely stay for that because it's a great conversation. And he is, he's really opened up because you and I have interviewed him a couple of times before. Yeah. Usually it was with um, his runner-up, Hunter Girl, Hunter Girl yeah. and they're, they're like best friends. And he was a little shy. Totally. He really come into his own. And so both in his conversation. So I think like anyone who's a fan of American Idol or country music is going to want to hear this interview. But also his writing of his new songs on his EP. I mean, he's become a major writer and mm. songwriter and the songs are so good. So good. And yeah, this is the first time like we talked about um, how vulnerable it was to kind of release his own writing for the first time, because that's what this debut uh, EP included for the first time songs that he wrote. Uh, so yeah, I think it, it was a really great conversation. We love having him on. We love all of our idol people. 
We do. We do. And I really want to try and get Ian Tungi, who is this year's winner. So we have to uh, work on that alley. Okay, we will. We will. Um, But in the meantime, like I said, lots of news uh, this week. We have some really... uh, interesting things I think that that we're going to talk about today. So I think I want to jump right in first and talk about what everyone is talking about. And that's these Jonah Hill allegations and just the conversation around the content within the texts that were released by his ex-girlfriend. Because there is a lot of conversation going on about it. And Bonnie, I really, you know, I think that we both can offer like really interesting and different perspectives of, of what we think, um, of his ex, uh, Sarah Brady's kind of, I don't know what she, what she put out over the weekend, like really, uh, surprised a lot of people. Yeah. Really surprised. I think it surprised, um, all of us in a lot of ways because there was, it's not just the content of the texts. Mm-hmm. I mean, he put out a series of his texts to her, not so much her replies to him. And she, so it was, it wasn't just the con the content, but also just the fact of releasing these personal text messages. They were together. Sarah is a professional surfer. She's a fair bit younger than Jonah Hill. He's 39. I think she's maybe 25, 26. So she's a lot younger. He's just had a baby with his current girlfriend. Um, He and Sarah were together for about a year or so. And I guess broke up, I guess, at least a year ago, because another year ago, because his girlfriend has just given, his current girlfriend um, has just given birth. And so I think people both had a lot to say and and kind of argue about. Yeah. Just about the content and his behavior, but also her act of releasing these text messages. Yeah. Definitely. I think that there's it's it's very murky waters territory, um, especially when it comes to, you know, you want to believe women, you like every woman deserves to be heard. Every woman has their own story and their own, um, you know, their feelings are very valid. And and yes, those text messages, when looking through like a doctor, you know, when you look on Twitter and stuff and you see these therapists talking about it, that he was using a lot of like therapy speak, um, but almost twisting it in a way that could sound more like manipulation and not necessarily what he was trying to say about boundary setting and, and things like that. Um, but Bonnie, you bring up a good point about the releasing of private text messages and releasing of a side of the story that might not be the whole story. And I think Bethany Frankel, actually, you know, she loves to go on TikTok and she loves to give her opinion about different types of celebrity news. And, and we've covered that on Hollywood Life sometimes when she'll talk about, you know, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and, and other housewife drama and things like that. But she talked about this she's, and she said, you know, she's actually not had great interactions with Jonah Hill. But at the same time, she said, where is the line in which texts and phone calls should be shared. And she recalled, you know, interestingly, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case that 
originally, you know, when we only had Amber Heard's side of the story and her side of things that she released and she she wrote in the Washington Post article, we everyone was team Amber Heard. And then, you know, you get into court and you hear a full story put together. You start to, you know, you hear another side. And so I, I, I definitely understand exactly what you're saying and that there's two sides and, and, you know, why, why is this being handled so publicly, I guess? Right. Well, yeah, Jonah Hill so far has not responded. And, you know, I think it's just, is this a situation like, okay, from Sarah's point of view, she felt in her text, she said that he basically is very controlling and that he was manipulative and that he was trying to, you know, force her to behave in certain ways that, you know, she was not comfortable with. And I think that a lot of us, I mean, I wouldn't be comfortable being told not to do this or that. Like he sent text messages telling her, you know, you shouldn't surf with guys. She's a professional surfer and she should wear swimsuits that were too much of a thong or that he thought showed too much of a rear end and that she shouldn't hang out with guys and she shouldn't even hang out with women who are friends, but that he considered unstable. Like that is pretty demanding. Like to me, that would cross a line. On the other hand, he also said, you know, you don't have to do these things, but these are my personal boundaries. So this is important to me if we're going to be in a relationship. And so it's fine if you don't want to do these things. I'm okay with that, but let's just not, we won't proceed with this relationship. So he was kind of upfront and it was up to putting it on her whether or not she wanted to go along with that. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause like there's, it almost just sounds like he, like he was almost saying the right things in certain regards. And then like the explanation made it bad. Like, yeah, you know, saying like, I, this is, this is how I feel. And like, these are my, my like, it, it, he misused boundaries in my opinion, because those are just his, it's, it's like his values. It's not his boundaries. Like boundaries are something that you put up, you don't place on people. You put them up for yourself and like, hold your, it's, it's like holding yourself accountable is by, is, is a boundary for yourself. You can't put them on other people. And so it's almost just like his values and they didn't have the same values and that's okay. But like he was almost seemed to be using this therapy speak in a way that was manipulative and trying to get her to like appease what he wanted by making it sound like it was his like boundary that was being crossed, uh, which isn't necessarily fair, which is why it could come into, you know, the quote unquote, or how she accused him of emotional abuse. Um, but I think that it, there's so many, so many takes on it. I mean, Bonnie, you know, we just saw Kiki Palmer and her ex, or not her ex, I'm sorry, her current boyfriend and the, the father of her child um, put up his quote unquote, like boundary on her on uh, Twitter when he 
shamed her outfit that she wore to the Usher concert. You know, it's just, I think these men are trying to like, tr- I think they're trying and they're, they're just not getting it a little bit. Well, that, they are trying to be controlling. I mean, that's, controlling. Right. That is, that's controlling behavior. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I mean, me personally, I wouldn't put up with it. I wouldn't have a relationship with Jonah Hill or with Kiki Palmer's boyfriend. I wouldn't want to be controlled. Like that to me would be, uh, no, thank you. I'm not this. Well, honestly, thank you for being so clear as to what you are like. Right. And no, thank you. I wouldn't. But, you know, he, but the question still is like, first of all, he said it to her. She clearly went along with it for a while. True. Um, and maybe because she was younger, maybe because she's insecure. I don't, I don't know. Um, but still, like, do you is that a reason to go public? I mean, she made it clear he was wasn't physically abusing her. Like that I would want to definitely warn other women about. Like he wasn't threatening her. Yeah, you still like if would you do that if he wasn't a famous person? Would you do that if it was just like a guy that you started dating and discovered this? Would you would you post all of his text messages all over social media? Right. I'm sure like in the when she like went along with like continued to stay with him I'm sure it's because she was being manipulated and controlled you know he was exerting this control and making her feel small and and like she needed to appease him um until clearly you know she got the hint and was like this is enough I think that I definitely I think that the world has a image of Jonah Hill as this like great funny guy and that might have been hard for her to see not to mention he just welcomed a baby with another woman about a year after their split um and maybe it's difficult for her to see like all of this you know oh Jonah Hill this Jonah Hill that and he he is a very he did a documentary about therapy and how it changed his life and he's this yeah, I saw that advocate for it. And so I think that like, just probably as because he's in the public eye and because he's like advocating for all of these things, she felt the need to put it out in the public. Um, and not saying that that's right, but I'm saying maybe that was her thought process a little. Well, the other thing too, is that she said she deliberately didn't put it out, put her this all out in public until after his girlfriend had their baby because she didn't right. want it to affect her pregnancy. The pregnancy, right. Meanwhile, the woman is nursing a newborn baby right now. And right. Like, I think when, like, that is not, whenever it came out, it's not going to be hard to take. Like, the question is, did she ever try and contact um, his girlfriend just directly? And speak to her and say, hey, I want to talk to you about this guy. I just want to let you know this or that. I mean, women do that sometimes. Or I shouldn't even say women. I guess people do that sometimes. Yeah. I think that there's a, um, maybe as like, since she's a professional surfer, she has a big following. She 
you know, wanted to help other women within these situations and just start a conversation about it. But at the same time, I think that there's a way to do that without being like, it's Jonah Hill, you know, I dated this guy and he treated me like this. And like, these are some of the things that he would say that would trigger these emotions. You know, I do think that there's a way to do it similar to what Bethany was saying that like, you don't really have to drag people's names through the mud all the time, you know, unless she really wanted to hurt him. Yeah. Well, the other thing that, that some, some of, um, you know, the people like people talking about this on social media, um, pointed out is would, okay. Some of the things that he was asking for, if you're, um, a woman, would you ask those of your boyfriend, Hey, I really am not comfortable with you hanging out with other women. And, you know, I'm not comfortable with you having good friends who are women. A lot of women feel that way. Like the, if you flop it the other way and do you, you know, do you have to wear a thong bathing suit? <laughs> I mean, that thong bathing suits on men, uh, that's a whole other subject, but <laughs> I don't know, like flop it that way. And how would you feel as a woman about your guy hanging out? Or doing this not. The only thing is, she's a professional surfer. Like, how does he tell her not to surf with other men? Like that really right. I think that like the at the end of the day, Jonah Hill was tr- the, the, I think at the end of the day, these two were not a good match to be well, definitely. like yeah. Jonah Hill should not, if those are that's how he feels, he should not be like dating a surfer and he should not be, you know, why are you dating a surfer? If you don't like running around a bathing suit, it's your professional job. Like that's right. Exactly. And instead of having the self-awareness to just not pursue that relationship and, and take the high road and be like, I'm sorry, this isn't working for me because uh, that like, actually using his boundary and not trying to exert control there wouldn't have been a situation but and that's where he's incorrect is that he is trying to manipulate her into being something that she is not and to fit his bubble instead of just finding somebody who has the same values as him and so I just that's the that is like the core of the issue does she have to post it online Probably not. Did he have to say any of those things? No. And they probably just should have broken up and not dated. And he needs like a girl. He's also, you know, like doesn't like a woman who's very conservative and and likes to be conservative in her presentation and also has maybe has a more traditional view of relationships. Totally. Exactly. And, you know, I think it's traditional view. You talked about the role reversal. Like if it was a woman doing that to a guy, I mean, I, I think that the same goes, like that's something that the girl needs to work on. Like these trust issues and these things. I mean, Rich, my fiance works in a literal office of women. Like, and I don't care. Like, I don't think anything of it because it's cool. Like, you know, it's, you have to trust them. And if you don't, then you shouldn't be in that relationship. Exactly. Yes. So you need to trust in a relationship. I, I don't, I'm, I doubt at this point that Jonah Hill is going to say anything. He probably feels like this is going to just, if he says anything, it just extends the attention yeah. and puts fuel on the fire. I hope that, 
he looks at this as a learning experience. Totally. That, um, you know, that also she looks at it as a learning experience. But I think the other thing too about, you know, people who just kind of go very public with relationships is, I mean, think about somebody who's in a going to get in a future relationship. I think this happens to songwriters too and singers. Like if you're always writing about songs about your exes, it's kind of scary for anybody to get involved with you. Yeah. Or if you're and like what are is every guy or every woman who dates somebody who goes public? It's kind of concerning. Like if you have a bad breakup, what are they going to say about you in public? Right. Exactly. Like there has to be. And I think that that was like Bethany Frankel's point. Like, where's the line a little bit with these like private text messages, voice memos, phone calls, voicemails, like your relationship. I mean, everyone just makes everything public these days. So that's definitely a concerning thing. I think that there's a way to do it tastefully without canceling people. Yeah. Unless they deserve to be canceled. Yes, exactly. Yes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people do. Absolutely. Very true. Um, so from that, let's talk about some happy news. Um, because we saw that Jamie Foxx is on the mend from his medical incident that occurred back in April. Uh, he's been out and about. Yeah, he looks great. I mean, there's video of him. We've got it up on Hollywood Life mm-hmm. uh, video of him playing sort of a golf game like not real golf but some kind of golf inside yeah called top golf so yeah i've obviously never played it (laughs) the wings he likes you like kind of just swing into like cages kind of thing but yeah and an eyewitness it was it was a tmz report but an eyewitness told them that he looked great he wasn't like nothing was wrong he was swinging had a great swing and just seemed really happy he beat all the people he was with um and then what was the next day, there was video footage of him on the, um, on a boat for his like first public appearance. And again, looked just like himself, fit, his arms were strong. Like he looked, yeah, doesn't great. look thin or anything. Mm-hmm. No, he looks uh, terrific. Yeah. And he's, he's, you know, his movements are fine. Like he looks perfectly healthy. So first of all, thank the Lord. He's fine. And, you know, he'll decide himself whether he wants to share what happened. But um, I think he's obviously got good family, good friends who have been by his side and helping him. The incident, whatever happened, his health scare, I mean, it had to be pretty serious. He was in the middle of directing a movie and he had to stop. Um, It happened in April and we're now July. But, you know, thank goodness for modern medicine because... He looks terrific again. Absolutely. Everyone's welcomed him back. Absolutely. Um, And yeah, he took to Twitter and he just said, stay blessed to everybody. And he, uh, so we're really happy about that. Um, And then in the same vein, Madonna took to Instagram to break her silence following uh, the, her medical incident. uh, Literally in the ICU for a few days. That is super scary. So she was found on the ground, unresponsive. Yep. Really, really sick. Yes. Really frightening. Yeah. Um, so according to her manager, Guy Oseri, she had a serious bacterial infection. And I just want to say, um, Anna Nicole Smith died from a serious 
bacterial infection, like these things, if you don't see the doctor, mm-hmm. um, really can be fatal. People oh, forget, yeah. that. you know, we're so used to having antibiotics, you get sick, you go to the doctor and you you get better. Well, but if you don't go to the doctor and you let an infection spread, like people not that long ago, like hundred years ago, died. And and oh, Anna Nicole yeah. Smith died because she had um she had some kind of infection or laceration on her backside. And she had a fever for again for a long time and just didn't get it treated. Mm-hmm. And bacteria, I guess, goes into your blood and creates a sep- sepsis. Yeah, you got a septic shock. Yeah. And she died. And and it sounds like Madonna was on the verge of that. And that's why she was unresponsive. Yeah, no, it's terrible. And um, thank God she was found um when she had you know collapsed in her apartment. Um, and so yeah, she took it to Instagram and she shared a selfie of herself too. She looks, you know, good. like herself. She looks good. And I'm happy that she uh let fans know that she was doing well. And she said that she's aiming because of course she had to postpone her tour uh to get healthy again and get strong again. But she said that her plan is to reschedule the North American leg of the tour and she's going to begin touring in Europe in October. Um so I th- I thought that the one thing that really stood out to me too was she said my first thought when I woke up in the hospital was my children. Yeah, she's got six really children. Mm-hmm. That's a big responsibility being a mom to six children. I mean, it's a responsibility to a, being a mom to any child, like one child, but you know, six kids really depending on her and her twins are only 10 years old. They're really young. She needs to yeah. be around. Definitely. Um, so we're really happy about that news as well. Um, we love seeing our favorite people be healthy and on the mend. Um, so those are two good news things. Now, um, someone who's not getting great news is, is Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh, man. This is the divorce that just never ends. Never ends. This is a true, I don't know, Ali, if you've ever seen the movie War of the Roses. Oh. It's uh, a movie about a couple that was madly in love, just like Brangelina once were, and then just has the most epic divorce that's never ending that turns into total war. They called it War of the Roses because their their last name is Rose. And they end up just destroying their house. And like, the thing is, is that in that movie, and I think um, Michael Douglas was in it. I think it was Michael Douglas and, and Kathleen Turner. Okay. Um, and he's kind of still loves her despite it all. And right. she does not. Now, I don't think at this point there's any love between these two. But, oh, my God, like they just, like it, it Angelina's filed another lawsuit about this winery that they own in France and that they got married at. And Brad has accused her of selling, you know, her interests without his permission. And she was supposed to always have his permission. They were in this together and that he's a winemaker, like that he really focused on making great wine. And she's just like ridiculing him in this lawsuit and saying, you know, ludicrous, you don't know anything about grapes. (laughs) I 
so funny. Like looking at I'm laughing, but it's like laughing, crying because it's just so crazy. It's so crazy that this is like, I mean, any judge I feel like would look at this and be like, you are making a mockery of my court. Like figure it out. You know, why talk like adults, you know? I mean, she writes in this, Pitt is an actor, not a winemaker. He deals in illusion not dirt and grapes. Like, <laughs> why did you, Angelina, so are you. Why did you guys buy this place in the first place then? Like, come on. I mean, there's, that's just feels ridiculous to me. Well, the other thing too is like, I live in a house and I garden and my husband also gardens. We both like to garden as it's one of our, what is it? Hobbies or pastimes. And like, does that mean if we're amateur gardeners and we also, you know, we read about stuff and try and do the right thing, get pollinating plants and right. stuff. Like that. I'm sure that Brad did have an interest. A passion. Yeah. And he was, you know, talking to experts and consulting. I'm sure he did stuff like that. Like that. Okay. So it doesn't mean that he's a master vintner, but it also doesn't mean that he didn't care and put effort into it. So it just, you're right. It feels like she's, it does feel a little bit like a low blow. It was childish. Like she, <laughs> she did the same thing. She was an investor, you know, they bought it together. She's not a vineron as well. Like they just did it because they had a passion for wine and it was honestly a great investment. It's not like, you know, George Clooney and Randy Gerber are out there in, you know, Jalisco working right. farms for their tequila brand. Like right. you know, it was a good investment, you know, like it's yeah. just Kim Kardashian isn't a real estate mogul. She's just buys some houses. <laughs> like I just, there's, you become things like, I don't know. Angelina was an actress before she was an activist. Um, I I wonder, like, can't they, why can they not agree on how to sell this thing? Well, and I'm curious what Brad wants, because she gave her half without his knowledge to this Russian, um, I get, I mean, he's a businessman. I would call him an oligarch, honestly. Um, And did he want just the full thing? Did he want out too? And now he can't get out? What, like, I'm just curious what the... We want to have first dibs, like... Yeah. It just goes to show whenever you do something, like you buy a business together as a couple, you really have to think about these things beforehand as if we're going to let something go, how are we going to do it so that you don't end up in a major battle? Like maybe each of them should have had the first right of refusal. Right. Um, Which I think is what he had originally wanted and he didn't get that was where the original lawsuit came from where he that he filed against her in february 22 and the other thing is like we haven't heard anything about the child custody case i mean how that that seemed to be resolved it seemed like they'd gotten that he was going to get joint custody and then she then went back and said that the judge had um yes right against yes and where that had to be a year and a half ago. I mean, I hope that quietly it's been worked out because. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. I honestly feel like though he never sees the kit, we've never seen him with them. That's deliberate. He doesn't want to be, he doesn't, he feels that their relationship with his relationship with his children should be private. I mean, that's what he, he's always, you know, put out there. He doesn't want to be seen going to the store with them all the time and things like that. Okay. I really hope he sees them. I mean, I think it's important for kids to have a relationship with both parents. Me too. This has just gotten so messy. I feel bad. Yeah. But well, I yeah. guess he's probably like, okay, but here's the, at least he's got the money to pay for his lawyers. That's true. They both. A lot of couples that get into big fights and divorces, one or both don't even have the money, you know, to, well, I guess they don't have enough money. They can't really do these things because they can't ha- afford lawyers to extend these battles. But if one partner has money and the other one doesn't, I mean, at least in this case, they are equally wealthy. Right. It's just like a battle of egos at this point, it seems like to me. Who can hurt who more? Oh, not. man. Maybe well, Noah Johnson should write a song about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talk about an epic bad breakup. That yeah. Was- you know, next time we talk to Noah, we really should say, hey, have you thought about Brangelina? Yeah, we could give him some inspo for sure. Um, but yes, guys, stay tuned because that interview is coming right up right now. And be sure to come back every Tuesday for more uh, Hollywood Life news and more on our interviews. And also give us a five-star rating um, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys listen to your podcast, Spotify. Um, we love reading them and we'll keep coming back every week. Yes. And a review too. Yes. Awesome. Thank you guys. Hey guys, it's the Hollywood Life Podcast. And we are thrilled today to have a friend of the show <laughs> back with us here today. And, um, you know, he's somebody that we have been watching for some time and talking to. But before I introduce him, got to say hi to my co-anchor, Ali Stagnita. Hi, Ali. Hi, Bonnie. Yes, we're so excited to have our special guest here today, especially because he um, is releasing his debut EP. He's got a lot to talk about. Um, and I know that, uh, we should just jump right in with him because he's got some new songs he's got to tell us about. Uh, so Bonnie, I'll let you do the intro. Okay. So everybody knows American Idol. We love American Idol. We are such fans and, uh, you know, we always are so excited when we can have a winner of American Idol and then watch them just grow and grow. And so today we have with us the winner of American Idol from 2022, Noah Thompson. Welcome, Noah. Hey, 
So, welcome back. Yes, last time we had you on here, we were with uh, you. You were with Hunter Girl. You guys mm-hmm. were going out on tour together. She was the runner up on your season. Um, yeah. and now we got you here as your debut EP, Middle of God Knows Where, yeah, is man. coming out. Um, and it's songs you wrote. Yeah, yeah, and and I've got to say. I, I listened to all of the songs on the EP and they are so good oh. and so rich sounding. And I think that your fans are going to be so excited to see how you have grown. But, you know, so first of all, let's just talk about the title, Middle of God Knows Where. I imagine that's probably how you have felt a lot of times in the past year as you've 100%. been touring. 100%. And that's a, that's that's pretty cool you say that because, you know, that was another reason kind of why we, that was a pretty cool debut EP title, you know, Middle of God Knows Where. Because <laughs> obviously I'm this country kid man coming from eastern kentucky have no idea what i'm doing i'm just figuring stuff out you know what i mean so uh yeah but it's pretty cool you say that i had the exact same idea in mind but uh you know that song particularly middle of god knows where that's a song that i wrote not long after i got off the show really and it was about a time i was going through and uh you know a breakup obviously and uh it was it was it was not a title I had in mind. It was something that a lady I wrote with, her name was Allison Belt. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this song with a girl, with her and a guy named Eric Argus. And uh, she had come in the room and she had this title called Middle of God Knows Where. And it didn't exactly hit me as this, you know, breakup song or whatever. It sounded like it would be something completely different, but it just, once she explained how she got the idea and the story behind it, it just, it fit perfectly with what I was feeling and how I'd, what I was going through at the time, you know what I mean? So I just knew we kind of needed to write that song. And then it ended up becoming the title track off the EP, so. Yeah. I mean, do you mean that it's uh, like how you felt emotionally after Yeah, yeah 100%. Mm. And, uh, you know, it didn't really sound like it was going to be a breakup song. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it, it was kind of, I thought it, I thought it was just kind of cool, man, how it all worked out. But uh, also, I just thought, like you said earlier, Middle of God Knows Where just sounds like a pretty, pretty daggone cool EP <laughs> title track to me, too. So, well, and you know, the fact that these songs are ones that you wrote and you're releasing songs that you wrote for the first time after being mm-hmm. on American Idol, where you're performing other people's songs and like, yeah, yeah for sure. And tell me a little bit about like, how it felt for you to like put your feelings and, and your words out for the first yeah, time. Man. Well, you know, like on the EP, I've, I've pretty much written about half of it. I didn't write the full EP, but mm-hmm. still it's, it's, it's an awesome thing, man. Like, you know, I knew right after the show, you know, obviously I didn't have all these songs and this and that right after the show. I mean, I've written stuff, but you know, I've told you all in the past that just as far as songwriting, it was just me hiding away from everybody and didn't show really anything of anything I'd ever written. But uh, yeah, you know, half of the EP I've probably written, half I didn't. But uh, these songs, some of the songs that I cut are things that I felt really connected to, you know, and uh, it's stuff that I felt relatable with and uh, knew it was stuff that I wanted to cut anyways, you know what I mean? But definitely, definitely, I want I want to always be a writer on my stuff as far as, you know, as far as now, you know, right. uh, I want to always be in the room and be a part of everything that's going on. You know what I mean? Whether I'm just sitting there and I'm just 
help them with ideas or whatever. You know what I mean? It's still, I want to be involved as far as that goes. Cause yeah. I want to, I want to know where that song is coming from, you know? Well, imagine that makes it so much easier to emotionally connect into the oh, 100%. song. It makes and- it, makes it real. You know, it doesn't like, I, I, I'm not the type to, I don't want to sit around and cut all these songs all day. That's just not me. It's not what I want to do, you know? So Mm -hmm. so two of the songs are real fan favorites that you've been playing on the road Mm -hmm. tonight and make you rich can you tell us a little bit about what those two songs are saying and mean to you yeah man well you know well as far as one day tonight goes you know that was the very first single I'd ever put out so that song is always going to be it's always going to be something that's that's always going to mean something to me deep down. You know what I mean? It was the very first single I've got put out and obviously I didn't write it, but it was, it came from American Idol and it was pitched to me. And uh, I was going back, I was actually going back and forth between those two songs on the show, like make you rich and one day tonight. And uh, just because I loved what uh, make you rich was saying, but I love the, honestly, I just love the, the catchiness and everything to one day tonight originally. So I ended up kind of just cutting it because, I felt like it was more hitty, I guess, you know, but right after the show, uh, my manager, she had asked if I'd still want to possibly cut that Make You Rich song. I was like, for sure, because, you know, uh, I just felt very relatable to it, man, because, you know, I, you guys know I have a little boy and stuff, and and I think I think sometimes the world forgets how grateful we should be for the littlest things that we have, man, as far as family goes and our friends go, and uh you know, whatever, man, the stuff that brings us joy in life, just the littlest of things. And I think we forget about things like that sometimes. And that's really what that song is talking about, you know? So that's why I knew I wanted to cut that song. How much did you think about your live show when you were choosing what you wanted to cut? Uh, Oh, my actual, my live shows? Yeah. Um, Not really any at all, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> not even gonna lie. Oh. My bad, guys. Sorry. Uh, so anyway, no, not really at all, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't really think about that at all. But it, I here recently, it's funny you say that because I have been thinking about that a lot now because you know, uh, I get to I get to explain to the crowd what the story behind the song, and I try to explain, mm-hmm. you know, as as much as I possibly can behind each song and uh, what they mean to me or. Uh, you know, why, why I wanted to cut this song, you know what I mean? And, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. You you know, it was just a little over a year ago that you won American Idol. And this was not something I think that was on your radar. It wasn't it. It was like your friend who actually, um, you know, submitted you for the show or for for the, the contest. So can you tell us, um, a bit about what has, how has your life just changed so much in the last year? I mean, you were working in construction, yeah, right? And now yeah. Yeah. you've got your debut EP and you're touring and you're yeah, in Honestly, it, I swear, there's not a day that goes by I don't wake up and just look out the window and just think about it. You know what I mean? That's the truth. Is I, I still don't know how how to feel about it sometimes. I mean, obviously I love it, 
And I know that I'm so blessed to get to do it. You know what I mean? And the people that show up at these shows blow my freaking mind every time, you know, because I don't, you don't expect it, you know, but they really do. People show up to see you. Mm-hmm. And that's all, you know, that's because American Idol, man, they, they've really changed my life in ways that I, I never could, you know? And uh, obviously it's because of good buddies who believe in you and this and that too, you know, but uh, yeah, my life just changed basically in the blink of an eye man you know but and you know I graduated at 18 or whatever I had a kid at very young I had a my very first job at very young and then uh this happened at very young too so you know life just hit me pretty hard man pretty hard (laughs) all at once you know what I mean so I had to kind of figure things out you know I'm still only 21 I don't know what the what the heck I'm doing but I'm figuring it out you know so you are very young. Yeah. And how have you, like, you you finished the show and, like, how did you get a manager and, you know, start to get dates to play? And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, the, soon after, right after the show, really, the management side of things is kind of uh, worked through with American Idol, you know, as far as that goes, uh, at first, anyways. Uh, because obviously I'm like a, I was like a fish out of the water, man. I had no idea what was going on. I just won American Idol. What am I supposed to do now? Don't know. Here comes a manager. You know what I mean? And I didn't really have, I don't want to say a say so, but uh, it was just something that kind of just kind of sprawled and became of as far as management goes. You know what I mean? Like it was just uh, something that just kind of happened and uh, here you are, here's your manager, you're going to do this for now, and then we'll get you figured out later on or something. You know what I mean? It's kind of how it goes. But, uh, yeah, man, that's really, how, that's really how it goes. It's like, here you are, you're off American Idol, and you got a booking agent, and you got uh, you got a tour manager, you got all these things, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, it just all happened so fast, you know? Kind of so. set you up. Set you up yeah. for success. Exactly. They exactly. threw you to the wolves a little bit, too. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, yeah. But it all, it all works out. You know, I got a great manager also and stuff. So it's just everything's great. So have you been in touch at all with the idol judges? Obviously, you're in the same genre as Luke. So I assume, <laughs> you know, you probably see each other every now and then. Uh no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> they talk to him. They talk to him. Um I don't know, man. I would say maybe I don't know. Hunter may Hunter may speak with him or something like that. Probably more than I do. I'm I don't know. I don't really know how all that works. I I did the last time I spoke with him though was when I went back on the show for the uh, for the mentoring and stuff like that though. Right. So yeah, but I got to see him then and stuff. But that all the judges are great though, man. I love how Lionel he always he always has something so uh, so uh, wise to say, I guess. <laughs> No matter what, he, he he really does. He had Hunter and I were right before we was about to go on stage. You know, he had came over and he had just looked at us and just uh, I, I forgot. He was just telling us. Uh, I thought I think he was just trying to tell us to go out on stage, just have fun or something like that. I can't really remember, but he, I don't know. He's always got something so something so great to say every time. No matter what, he it never he never fails to have something to say to just i don't know just make your day better you know what uh, i mean That's yeah. how he, yeah. but all the judges are like that though man they're great people 
did you watch this last season too? Did you keep up with everything or you were busy? I tried to. I don't <laughs> to be honest, man, I'd never even watched American Idol until all this stuff happened ever. Wow. My until, grandma. I guess your friend Arthur did watch American Idol. No, he didn't. He oh. didn't actually he didn't either. None of us watched American Idol. <laughs> it was just he had just he was on his Facebook and he just seen somebody had shared this thing about how they was having these American Idol auditions in Kentucky at the time. And then he had signed me up without me knowing and then just kind of sent these freaking random videos he had of me in just to see what they would say. And they got back with him and then he had me come down and sing a couple songs. And I believe it was like three producer auditions or something like that before you sing for the judges or something. And uh, yeah, the rest just kind of happened. So. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Do you remember any like any piece of advice, particularly that any of the judges gave you that you thought, wow, that's like really good advice. That's going to stick with me. Yeah, well, there, there, there's definitely there's definitely a lot. But the one thing I always point out is how uh, Lionel, he had looked at me and he had told me every time I step on that stage, step on there with some big boots, you know what I mean? And just own the stage and but I took that as, you know, I need to stop kind of worrying, worrying so much about impressing everybody. Cause I'm a people pleaser, man. You know what I mean? I've always been that way. And, uh, you know, I need to stop worrying so much about what people think of me and just go out there and be my. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. absolute self and have a good time with it and uh, just rock it out you know what i mean and here here recently we've been doing that it's been great so you know yeah that's good advice to keep with you for sure oh, for sure yeah for sure um, but, yeah like i said lionel's always got something good to say man uh, yes I mean, he has a lot of years of experience too oh, for sure he knows what he's talking about you get it Lionel Richie, you gotta take it yeah Totally. Is there any um, fun stories from the road with Hunter Girl? You guys are really good friends. You competed against each other. You collaborated. Oh yeah. uh, there must be fr some fun stories. Well, dude, oh my God, I can tell you all kinds, to be honest. But man, <laughs> we just, we fight so much, like honest to God, like we do. Like what we fight, fight about? <laughs> we fight, we're just like brother and sister, man. Like I Aww. swear. Like it's kind of like, it's kind of bad though, because we, Towards towards the finale of the show, you know, we had me and Hunter and I really started getting closer, man, because we had shared trailers and everything like that. They put our trailers together, and we were just up each other's butt the whole time for <laughs> like a month and a half straight. You know what I mean? And we started getting really close because a lot of my friends had got voted off. A lot of her friends got voted off, so it was kind of coming down to us. Right, <laughs> all started, you had was each other. You know, yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. But she, God. We would fight over the stupid stuff, man. Like if the trailer was too cold, she'd flip out, and I thought it was too hot, and then we would freaking fight over that. Just <laughs> all kinds of crap. But then we honestly, we got, and then we went on tour together, and it was like, oh my god, and it, same ordeal. You know what I mean? We're just fighting about stupid things, but <laughs> I love her to death, though, man. She's Hunter's like my sister. 
So. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. Could we yeah. expect um, any like collabs coming out between you guys? Uh, prob I don't think so. But I mean, we did we did do the uh, the duet of the One Day Tonight version, and that was that was pretty exciting. Like no, we, that was very cool. Yeah, it was really cool. We uh, actually that Jimmy Robbins, Jimmy Robbins, he's a producer on that song, and he uh, he had produced that song for me originally in a uh, when we were in L.A. And he was cutting Hunter and I's, our, both of ours, uh, our singles, hers, Red Bird and Monday Night. And uh, he had had an idea, just the idea of uh, maybe putting Hunter's vocal and trying out a duet version for us to put out something in the future. And we was like, heck yeah, let's do it. So we ended up just kind of, Hunter went back and cut a vocal on it and we had it and we've had it for, God, ever since we came off the show. So we just decided to be a good time to kind of, you know, once this new season of American Idol come out to be a good time to put it out and go and perform it on the show. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, no, that was really, that was great. Um, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And now I have it, you know, I see on your Instagram though, you've gotten to know some of the finalists from 2023 and there was a funny yeah. video with Colin Stowe. Is that a <laughs> Colin style? Colin yeah. style. Yeah. No, he's man. Colin's he's a, he's a good boy, man. He's a, him and Ian, Maggie, all of them, they're all great. They're all great. But uh, Colin, he he particularly, he kind of just reminds me of uh, myself, you know what I mean? His, uh, I don't know, his sense of humor and this and that, you know what I mean? But he uh, he's just a good all-around country boy, man. He's just doing his thing. And his mommy signed him up for uh, American Idol just to see what would happen, you know what I mean? And uh, so he, but he he's doing great things, man. He's a, he's a freaking amazing singer and he's, Awesome dude, man. Great guy all around. So I'm really rooting for him. Ian too. I love the first time I met Ian, man, we were, it was when I went for the the mentorship thing and I'd walked in and here's this <laughs> big Hawaiian boy, man. And he, and I'm like, what's up, dude. And he sings like, oh my God. And he's sitting there singing and I'm like, oh my God, like what is, what happened to you, dude? Like, why do you sing like this? And he just jumps up and he realized who I was and he gives me, picks me up off the ground, dude, and gives me the biggest hug ever. And I, I'll just never forget that. I love that boy to death, too. Oh, his performances were so like profound. So you're, you're right. What happened to you? <laughs> yeah, like it's like, I know, man. Like, you can't even, I don't know. I couldn't prosper every time I heard him sing. I was like, oh my God, man. Like, he's young. But this sort of very mature voice. Yeah, yeah. he just—he is. I don't know. There's, it, it's something. I don't know, man. I love. I love how he just has his own thing going on too. Like I love that he's not trying to be anything that he's not. He he wants to walk on that stage with his flip flops, his shorts, and his Hawaiian shirt. And I think that is the coolest thing in the world, man. I just think that's so cool. And I love that he don't want to change that. You know what I mean? So. I just yeah. think I just think that's really cool. How are you managing? You mentioned your son. How how old is your son now? And how are you managing, you know, fatherhood with having to be on the road to to tour? Yeah, well, uh yeah, my son is two years old now. He turned two May 5th. And uh hard to believe, but he is two years old. And uh yeah, man, I don't you know, I go back and forth from home to Tennessee just a lot now. And uh, just to kind of go and I, I, I get him, bring him, either bring him down here with me or I go home for a couple of days and just kind of be with him, you know, on the days that I have off. 
but it, it's it's working out. You know, it kind of is what it is, man. But I mean, I know, I know that what I'm doing is going to benefit him and benefit me more, more than anything I could ever possibly do in my lifetime. So, you know, I just got to I got to keep that in mind, man, and know that I'm doing 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 way better things for him in the long run you know so Absolutely. Uh, yeah so you just got to keep that in mind uh stay strong about it you know what i mean but i get to see him a lot you know i facetime his mommy and stuff and talk to him and uh but you know yeah I'm, i try to make choices back back and forth as much as possible mm-hmm. yeah um, what's on the radar for you in the next few months are you going to be touring your ep um uh, making yeah. back in the studio yeah well I'm writing pretty much every day. Like I've been writing every day, like nonstop. So I kind of moved down here. Uh, I've been trying to as much as possible, even on my days off. I'm like, man, look, I'm, I'm kind of bored. I'd like to go for a ride or something. You know what I mean? It's just good, man. You never know when you're going to miss that day, I guess. You know I mean? You could be writing with, you know, whoever and it'd be like the best song in the world. And I don't want to miss that opportunity, I guess, you know, but, um, yeah, man, we're we're on tour right now, and we're still we still got a bunch of dates coming up, and uh, hopefully we even add some more. You know what I mean? I don't really want to stop, so hopefully we'll get some more added, and uh, we're touring with the EP. Yes, uh, so it's really cool to get to get out there and see some of these people singing these songs back to me, though. You know what I mean? Songs that I've written. So yeah, that must be incredible. I mean, and like you said, coming from you know a year and a half ago or so you know, you were doing construction and now people are yeah. singing your songs back to you. Yeah, it's wild, man. It's wild. It's very wild. It's, you know, Cinderella tramping. Yeah. Tramping it's crazy. Up. It is. It's, it's, it's freaking wild, man. Like we just, we played a show. It was semi close to home the other day, man. Like 20,000 people showed up and it was, uh, we had no idea. It was like, Oh my God, man, this is insane. And uh, we, we broke the record they had there, and it was like, wow, this is crazy. You know what I mean? And they're all there. Every person there singing these songs back, it was like, oh, my God. But I don't know. It's crazy, man. It really is. You kind of grow into or learn very quickly how to own that stage, like yeah. big boots out, because, yeah. you know, you, you go from the additions, and then, you know, it's not too long before you are commanding these big stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so comfortable on them. Yeah, 100%. It's a, it definitely, for me, it does, man. Anyways, you know, I hadn't, God, dude, I had never performed in my life ever until uh, during American Idol. And uh, we would go, you know, you go back and forth from stages. And, you know, you go back and forth on and off the show, like, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like as far as flying back, doing stuff with American Idol, and you go back home. Yeah, my bad. But anyways, we would go back home, and Arthur, the boy that had signed me up for American Idol, he would kind of sign up for, you know, we'd go play his little dive bars or whatever, man, back home, and just to kind of get somewhat of yeah, some type of experience. You know what I mean? Under my belt, and uh, just kind of help me out confidence wise, and maybe help me grow a little bit. You know what I mean? But. Uh, you know, going doing that and American Idol are two completely different things. So it was still rough, but the more, the more and more and more stages we play on, the better it gets every single time. And that's that's the cool part about it. And that's what's so exciting about it for me, because I guess I'm excited for myself because it just keeps getting better. You know what I mean? Every time and we're growing and people are singing our songs. So 
you know, all we can do is just keep on trying, man, and see where it goes, you know. And when you say that you're writing nonstop, I mean, what's inspiring the music? Is your son inspiring it? Is it, you know, are you still kind of yeah. writing about the breakup love stuff? I've been writing a lot of breakup stuff. Okay. <laughs> a lot. I, I like, you know, honestly, I like to think about it sometimes as like, you know, I want to, I don't know. I want to write stuff I want to listen to. You know what I mean? Like stuff that I like to listen to. Like, I guess I want to sit. I listen to breakup songs. I listen to breakup songs all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to, I listen to sad country music. Yeah. Sad rock music listen to sad i just listen to sad song i'm just a depressing guy okay no i'm kidding but for real like not i'm just playing but honestly though like inspiration i feel like comes from a little bit of everything man yeah like breakups per se or you know yeah my son too but sometimes sometimes i'll just be inspired just by driving on on my way to Nashville, like something will just pop in my head. It'll be about anything, but it, it'll, it'll have a great idea. And I think that's, I, for me, you know, I thank God for that because like, it's just something like as I'm driving and something just pops in my head like that, it's like, man, it's like telling me like, you need to write this today. I'm like, all right. So that's how I kind of, that's kind of how I use that. Cool. Yeah. Which, um, which of the kind of iconic uh, country, you know, performers was always your idol or is your idol now or inspired right. you? yeah man uh to be completely honest man I didn't really necessarily grow up listening to you know country country like that you know I grew up listening to like uh, uh like three doors down rock stuff and like uh I don't know Nickelback all kinds of stuff like <laughs> that you know what I mean I really did and uh, I didn't really morph over to country until like country music until like, you know, two or three years ago, once I started working with these boys back home and all they were jamming to was Eric Church and Keith Whitley and, you know, Dwight Yoakam, all this and that, all these old folks doing all these old uh, older country songs and stuff. And I started getting into that a lot more, man, and learning that side of music and stuff. But, you know, I have, uh, I definitely have certain artists that I grew up listening to that like, uh, a lot of, I don't know it's just like I loved I was a huge Neil Young fan as a young kid I love yeah. Neil Young yeah I was a huge Neil Young fan I still am like I love I've always been a I've always idolized Neil Young and like a guy named uh, a guy named Ryan Adams uh not Brian Adams Ryan Adams, Brian Adams. Uh, yeah yeah uh -huh. he uh, I, I would my dad and I we would just sit and just listen to his music non-stop you know what I mean and I, he uh what I love so much about artists like him and Neil Young or whatever, they can just sit, they can just sit on stage and, you know, pick up a guitar and, you know, they'll be up there by themselves and they can hold an entire room just by sitting there and strumming a guitar and saying a couple words, you know what I mean? And people just listen. Nobody says a word, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I, I look up to that, you know, I think that's really cool for me. So. For sure. Yeah. Well, your debut EP is out now for everybody to yeah. stream. Um, and everybody, make sure you it. follow Noah on Instagram, see where he's going next on tour. And we're so excited for you, Noah. Thank you so much. Yeah. For Thank you so you much. Guys, where can where can people buy your music? Is it available yeah. 
Apple, every yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so it's just going to be Noah Thompson on either Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, basically, I believe it's every other music platform you can possibly look at Amazon Music, everything like that. So, everything. are you going to tour up here in New York City at all? I hope so. I'd love to. <laughs> We'd like to see you. I would love to. Hopefully, hopefully we do soon. It'd be really cool. It'd be really cool. We had we played a show last year at the uh, the state fair, but that was in the Syracuse. Oh, yeah. That was in Syracuse. It was fun though. We had a great time. I'd love to come back though. Hopefully we can like play on like the, the big old building or something like that. Like on top <laughs> of that building, it'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, you you let us know if you're gonna come our way. I it's will, man. I promise I'll let you guys know. I'd love to meet y'all in person. Yeah. yeah us <laughs> too, Noah. Thanks. And in so middle, yeah. And in the meantime, everyone check out Middle of God Knows Where. Awesome. Thank Good you guys time. so much, man. Thank you. It's good to see you guys again. Good to see you too. See y'all later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.